Welcome to the Deal Gaming Podcast. I'm Bobby. I'm Emilio, and we are lonely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just us two. It's um, Easter Sunday, yeah, and everybody bailed out. We are recording a little later than usual, so some people couldn't make it, but uh, that's all right. Yeah, that's all right. You know, Bobby, I was a pre- <laughs> you do all of the technical stuff, and I kind of sit here and watch you. You know, so I was appreciating your face, and uh, your your gray hairs are symmetrical, and mine, like you have all all the chin right, perfectly on the chin. Yeah, perfect wing tips, or what are those called? Uh, oh, on the side, like on, on the, the brow. side. Yeah. yeah, you look like a like a, a fledgling politician, right? <laughs> and and then me, look, look at this patch patchwork here. Just yeah, you all got over the, the place. you got the patchy gray. Yeah, patchy it's coming. gray. At least I don't have patchy beard. That's that's I'm happy yeah, with that. that's yeah. a problem. Right. <laughs> I'll, I will take this all day, uh, but you know, pe- people have suggested for to me do the uh, what do you? Oh, it's not that you're doing um, just for men, are you? You're making it symmetrical? No, no. Uh, come on, Bobby. No. I mean, if I was doing that, wouldn't you think I'd just recolor the whole beard? No, because you look badass, dude. I'm telling you. <laughs> fledgling politician. Oh, no. I've, I've thought about if I dyed my beard and I got rid of the gray, if I would look... I, I think I would look years younger. Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. Or just shaving the... Or oh, yeah, just shaving, shaving my face. I, I don't look good with without a beard, though. I need to cover this up. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, it's just us two. And uh, that's all right, because we went to DreamHack this weekend. So we're going to be talking a bunch about that. But we also played some games, too. So we did. We still we got an episode here. Yes, all right. We do. I'm going to kick it off on the radar. We're going to talk about the uh, games that have come to our attention. And the first one I'm going to talk about is called Trepeng 2. I think that's how it's pronounced. That's so strange. It's a, it's a weird name. And it says Trepeng 2. And that's misleading because if you look at the, the <laughs> art for this, it's actually Trepeng squared. So, oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like there was a sequel. But I this game came to my attention because I saw an article on PC Gamer about it. Or no, it wasn't PC Gamer. It was some other outlet, and I can't remember what. But they were comparing it to the original Fear. Now, last episode, we had a listener question, and somebody brought up the original Fear. And that was that game hits home for me. I loved that game. I, I thought that game was just fantastic. Um, so if there's something coming out that's like it, yeah, I want to check that out. Uh, it's supposed to be... It looks a little indie, a little low budget. You know, the studio, Trepang Studios, it's not very well known. Or I, I don't recognize them. Being published by Team 17, though. But it's supposed to be a uh, very violent uh, first-person shooter with a little bit of a supernatural edge to it. So you're somebody that wakes up, has no idea who you are, but you have these special powers, and you go on this, like, murderous killing spree here. Good old-fashioned first-person shooter here. Yeah, I Good. never got into the fear uh, thing. It's basically like, like an action shooter that just has um, 
is it horror sprinkled in or is it no it's it's full-on horror and i feel like it was the first first person shooter horror game that's not true there must have been other ones but it was it was like the big one for me it was like the first one to do it right in my opinion and there were really cool things about it um the physics like there was a lot of ragdoll in it it was the the game came out i think early 2000s and that was a big thing you know after half-life Two started doing that, um, but it had uh, it had those ragdoll physics. It had a nail gun, um, which has been done before too. But that was just it was such a fun gun to use. The listener question we had last week was talking about the shotgun in it, and it it had that you know that Japanese uh, trope that they have in horror movies where a very pale girl with a long hair draped over her face. It had a lot of that in it. I think the girl's name was oh it started with an A. I think it was Alma, but I, I'm not sure. Um, and the whole thing, a Japanese game? No, no, I don't think it was. Uh, but the whole thing about that game, bit of a spoiler here, but uh, they were, uh, I think it was the government was trying to train these, um, or, or they discovered supernatural abilities in people. So they were trying to use that to command troops. So this little girl could control all these, like a, a uh, squad of these like death commandos or something. And so, you know, it's the old tale of like the government trying to, uh, harness some power that they <laughs> that is too powerful and it Wait, goes let me guess, wrong let me guess. yeah it goes wrong it, it does not go well yeah <laughs> but and fear stands for uh like first first encounter assault recon and i like how they did the the whole acronym for it i don't know there was just a lot of things that were i liked about that game but i it doesn't hold up today i played the second fear game a couple years ago in fact for the first time i finally finished it not that great. Um, and then Fear 3, I, I'd never touched that one. But the first one, I think, is just solid. I think everybody who played it when it was hot uh, still talks about it fondly to this, to this day. Yeah, it was a big game when it came out. Um, there was a part late in that game where you run into this nerd and he's got a belt buckle that says RTFM, which is an old nerd joke. It means read the fucking manual. But mm. uh, it, you have like a bit of an interaction with him, you know, like he tells you, oh, you have to go down here and do this to get access to here, something like that. But that whole interaction was funny. Yeah, it was a solid game, man. I might replay that one of these days. Um, so I don't know. We'll see if uh, if Trepang lives up lives up to the hype it is just a single player first person shooter which is a bold move man to come out with a game like that i mean unless you're doom or wolfenstein or like you know something uh, like a big title like that it's hard to break ground with uh, just a new first person shooter it does too and how you said you know it's a lower lower res game just slightly just not triple a or whatever which is means it's going to be a smaller game which is easier to like to pirate and stuff like those boomer shooters those single player boomer shooters must get so much piracy yeah well i mean a lot of them um if it's a multiplayer game then i think there's a way to combat that but yeah if you're a smaller studio you can't afford de novo um which i i don't really know how this stuff works but based off of kind of what i've read you have to pay a subscription for that um, for the Denuvo oh. anti-tamper. So Jeez. what games do is these big AAA games, for the first year that they're out, they'll pay for it because that's when everybody wants to pirate it and get it. And then when their profits start going down, they're selling the game for half price anyway, then they, it's not profitable for them to continue paying for the anti-piracy software. And then also when that happens, it, it, you do take a performance impact with that too. So when that does happen, the game actually runs better, I hear. Yeah. 
Hey, Bobby, can you turn yourself down just just a smidge? Uh, yes, I can. Um, I'm I'm running the controls today. We are without Christian as well, so. I've got a couple games that I'm pretty excited about, actually. Um, so Spile, Spellcraft is a game. I want to give the shout-out to whoever put it on here on the radar. It was Poison King. Thanks, Poison King. Um, Spellcraft is a hexagonal um, real-time um, strategy game. Uh, they say there's not, there's never been anything like it, and I, I can't think of anything like this before. Um, so you have your hexagons. Um, nothing fancy about it. There's no, there's no obstruction, no crates or anything. It's just, just the hexagons. You have your characters. So far, it's an alpha, I believe, and it's an open alpha. So public alpha, they're calling it. So I think you can play this. I haven't played it though. Um, you, I've seen uh, a few classes. I've seen a rogue, an archer, a tank, and a healer, um, which is all you need, really. But um, uh, they, as soon as you start the match, you you can pick where where you want them to start, and then as soon as the the, the match starts, everybody auto attacks and starts kind of just attacking what's right in front of them. So. Um, their archer could automatically just start pinging your healer uh, if it's directly across from them. I don't know if they um, are smart enough to heal, attack the healer directly, but if you then move your tank in between that archer and your healer, then you'll start blocking those arrows, right? And then you can start moving. But everybody's swinging, everybody's shooting, but it's just one player um, controlling four characters. And so it seems super hectic, but it, it, you know, they're swinging pretty slowly. It's like, you know, 75% of real life or whatever, or 60%. And so, um, yeah, you can actually make decisions. And if you, the whole special abilities are kind of like drag and drop. So you'll click on the warrior and you'll be like taunt this particular other guy or whatever it is or whatever it might be. And then you grab your healer and you drag and drop to the guy you want to heal. So it's a lot of like dragging and dropping, uh, thinking quickly. And then um, I've been seeing uh, the, there's it's streaming live on uh, on Steam and I've been watching that. And um, after each um a victory he gets a, an item and you can dra- again drag and drop to your the character you want to put it on and what slot you want to put it on so you can kind of uh just level up as you go i don't it seems like it has a f- be- because of that it does seem like it's like kind of roguelikey that you start from the beginning but that just could be because it's in alpha and so you know the campaign's not fleshed out and it's just like the same few things in a row so they you know there's no structure to the campaign or anything like yeah but yeah i haven't seen anything like this have you bobby no this looks a little different and i half expected to see cards in this like card-based combat but that is not the case i'm looking at their steam page and they've got a part here under the about section that says spellcraft is a game of sick plays and strategic math oh no i'm sorry that's not what i was looking at um Oh, no, that is. Oh, sick plays and strategic mastery without any of the tedious micromanagement. We skip straight to the fun part. (laughs) So, I mean, I don't know. Some people like the micromanagement, but I do appreciate a game that is streamlined. 
Yeah, and you know, trying something new. Uh, who knows if it, it how well it'll do? But I, do you I'm think it'll always, be free to play? No, I, I, because I think it's single player. Or no, no, it's online PvP. Oh, is it? It looks like it's only online PvP. Then I don't know. Maybe. And it's tagged as a MOBA <clears throat> tactical real time PvP action RTS. Oh man, I hope I didn't get dragged into a, maybe a, like a fucking mobile game. <laughs> That's also on. It, it does look kind of mobile-ish. <laughs> yeah, it does. I hope not. I hope this is a, a you know somebody just trying to. Uh, I mean, I mean, either way, if you're trying something new, go for it. You know, it's like minion mas- masters a little bit. If mm-hmm. each minion had a special ability, and you had to aim it at, you know, there's it goes a little bit further than that. Yeah, but I don't know. I'm digging it. Yeah, oh, minion masters forgot about that one. Yeah, the the dragon drop kind of gives it away that it might be mobile, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we'll so it's see. public alpha as of April sixth. So that was a few days ago. So yeah, you could. Um, Oh, it looks like you have to request access. Uh, the second game I have here kind of slipped under the radar. Um, no pun intended. Pun intended. Um, overwhelmingly positive with uh, 1,200 reviews. It's $7. And I, I just want to, I know millions of people listen to this. So I, I want to talk to the uh, to the small dev- developers. I think your price point is so important. Like, you know, putting something at twenty nine ninety nine does not mean you're going to make more money. Like putting something at like seven bucks and selling tons of copies because you made something good. You know, it's all about how well you think it's going to sell and stuff. Uh, I know it's a tricky proposition, but for seven bucks, I'm like, oh, yeah. let me stop talking about this and let me find out about it. And so it's overwhelmingly positive. Um, uh, some It's one of these things that like. A streamer, I think his name's Iron Pineapple, um, streamed it and talked about this game, and he loved it. And then you could see in the reviews, I started reading that, and you know, a lot of people are giving uh, thanks to Iron Pineapple, and some other people, are th- basically streamers, are paying this, and people are, are loving it. So um, this game is kind of an homage, as, as far as I can tell. So um, it is. Um, inspired by from so from soft uh before they made all you know elden ring and all this stuff years and years ago back they made this game called um is it kingsfield i see that kingsfield yeah i yeah, see that referenced a lot. a lot in the reviews yeah and so this is basically a, a everybody if i never played it have you heard of, about it bobby no kingsfield? i have not so um they're saying it's kingsfield but better and brought up to date with a bunch of um cool little um additions and stuff i never played it personally but um so let me get into what it is um it's a first person dungeon crawler rpg like kind of like very old school um you the, the graphics are nothing impressive we're talking like playstation 2 um graphics oh, yeah. and yeah, and you just, you know, you swing a sword in one hand, you level up. Your items themselves have their own leveling. And so the more you use whatever level, uh, whatever item it is, the stronger it gets. And you're, pay- you're playing one character here, not a one group. One character. Because I was going to say, it looks like the um, grid-based it does. games yeah. that I used to play all the time. Yeah, it, I was going to say it looks like it, the other grid-based game was um, Shadowgate. The one of the very oldest uh, ones that I knew. Yeah, it, it's like a grid-based game. Without the grids. It's free room. Yeah. You can go anywhere you yeah. want. But yeah, it's a total dungeon crawler. 
And yeah, I, I mean, I believe the reviews. This is bot. Um, one of the reviews said that um, it, because it's an alpha, I believe. It's early access, and in eight hours, he completed everything the game had, and uh, that he also knew that he had skipped a bunch of secret stuff to to finish the the current content. So uh, this is like, I wouldn't say this is my jam, but this is definitely like 18, 16-year-old, 17-year-old Emilio's jam. If I wasn't balls deep in fucking EverQuest at the point, I would have fucking loved something like this for sure, and I know. So for seven bucks, I'm and the reviews for me, yeah, it's already at the checkout line. It's interesting what you say about going back to what you said about the price point, and I feel like Christian, if he were here, he'd have a lot more information on this because that's kind of his job, that all that stuff. But I think it is not really his, <laughs> not his job for us. No, it's his job outside of this, <laughs> his real yeah. job, yeah, his yeah. day job, but. It, I think it is really important. I don't know why, but if I see a game that's seven dollars, I am like two hundred percent more times likely, you know, like to buy that than than a game that's priced much higher than that. But there's got to be some point that you reach, and I'm sure there's analytics and data that will tell you, like this is the the, the tipping point where people will stop buying the game, but enough will buy that you'll make the most money. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'll, I'll even put it this far, dude. I will put it this far. Um, I forgot what venue, but some venue gave Vampire Survivors Game of the Year. What was that? Do you remember? I don't, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, okay. I don't think it would have got that if it was fourteen ninety nine. I don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. So... I mean, for for three bucks, I don't know what he made on that. I mean, he's making what seventy percent of each one of those. Yeah. So, okay, that was uh, BAFTA that gave it game BAFTA. of the year. Yeah, that's the British. I don't know BAFTA is. I always hear BAFTA, but I, I forget what it is. Um, in regards to video games, I'm honestly not that sure. But with movies, it's like the British Academy Awards, mm. and it actually happens before the Academy Awards. So a lot of people will they can kind of predict what's going to win uh, an Academy Award by what did well at the BAFTAs. But yeah. Dude, if I made Soulstone Survivors, I would just, like throw my TV through the wall after the Vampire like, Survivors got it. I mean, I get it. I get it. Like, or, you know, yeah. like, like I told everybody, if you buy Soulstone Survivors, you have to also buy, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Vampire, Vampire Survivors, Survivors. as a tax, just yeah. because like it was the first <laughs> you one. You yeah. don't even have to play it. Just you got to pay homage. Bucks. Yeah, you got to pay homage. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for on the radar. Let's talk Any about interest some, in this. Uh, uh, Lunacid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, play it I, off my account, and then you could. Okay, yeah. I'll check yeah. it out. I mean, for seven bucks, I may just grab it. But yeah, it looks really good. Um, I don't know if I want to wait for full release on something like this, but yeah, I I love those grid based ones. But there's a lot more inventory management in those because you typically have four characters and also the placement of your characters matters. So I, I really enjoyed that part of it. This seems a little more hack and slash or first person shooter like, but without the shooting more than melee combat. But yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I'd check I'll, it out. Also read there's some super wacky spells in there. So that, that might be fun. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about games that we have played. I had, you know, it's really weird because I played a lot last week but not of any particular thing i played a lot of deep rock galactic i played league of legends i played sea of thieves and 
it's not like these are all things that I've talked about before, so they don't even seem worth bringing up. But I did want to mention a few weird things, and I'll just kind of go through them quickly. But I was playing a lot of League of Legends. I've been getting into that again. Just I, I like MOBAs, and I feel like League of Legends is the premier one. There's Dota, but I just don't really... Other than the fact that Dota gives you all your free, all the characters for free, I think that's great. But I just really don't like the feel of Dota. Um, so I've been playing League of Legends and this strange thing happened. I'm pretty new at the game. I don't really know what I'm doing. I kind of end up in whatever position doesn't get called, which is a weird thing. I haven't done that since Smite. Remember when you would join a game in Smite and everyone would say like jungle or call mid you know, and then yeah. people will get into an argument before the game even starts. Yeah, so you got to do that stuff. In, um, I mean, I'm doing blind draft in in leagues, so maybe that's why. So I end up. Um, I what's weird is nobody really wants to jungle in all the games that I play. So I end up playing jungle a lot, and I'm trying to figure out how to do that. Um, and it's way easier now. Uh, first of all, some changes I noticed. They've changed like the starting items you can get. There, you you start off with one of three items that you pick. And then after that, you usually start building your legendary. Um, and then when you jungle, it shows you this is the best camp to, to start with on the mini map. And then once you finish that, it says, okay, now go do this one wow. and that one. Like it guides you through the game, which there was such a big learning curve with, with MOBAs in general that, yeah, that's super useful. Probably needed something like that. There's probably a way to turn it off, but I, I still find it useful. Um, but what's really strange is, let's say the uh, the the mid, the player playing mid has to guess. back. Uh, I was going to guess, Bobby, like if they, if the opposing team knows what the computer is telling you is the best way to do, they can ambush you at the second spot or whatever I, I guess they could but they give you wards for free in that game now so you okay you, it, it's it's harder to gank people I, I feel like uh, you don't have to like pay money for wards you get like one it's on a cooldown um, okay. so it's a little safer no that hasn't happened but what has happened is, is let's say the mid lane uh, has to back for whatever he's got to buy items um, I thought you know I was like very close by so I thought okay I'll cover his lane I'll um, I'll, I'll get the minions and uh, get the XP and some money from doing that and make sure that like the mid, the enemy can't push up mid lane. And this happened multiple times. And both times that it happened, I got all these nasty pings, dude, like people doing like the caution ping and like, and then typing like, what the fuck, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, I don't know, man, I don't know what I'm doing, but I feel like I'm covering your lane. You're not here getting the XP. I feel like yeah. I might as well be getting it. I don't know. And it, for the first time, maybe I'm totally wrong and someone who plays the game, please let me know. But for the first time playing League of Legends, I felt like I knew more than the people I was playing with. And it was a really weird feeling, but maybe I am wrong. Uh, I don't know. It could be for some reason, maybe, I don't I can't, I, it seems the most, like, God, we sound so fucking old. Like, we don't know what we're talking about. I mean, we did play a lot of Smite. We know MOBAs, we man. Like, we, yeah. we do. But you know what? It's crazy because I've been, anytime I play a game that's this that has this much depth, I always spend too much time researching. And there is so much material out there for League of Legends. There is an entire website. I think it was called jungler.something.ci oh, wow. or something. Yeah, and yeah. it's just on jungling. 
every like all 150 characters like here's the tier list like here's the best ones for jungling okay you want to play this one this is how you do it these are the camps this is the build you go like just all this stuff and it's just on jungling the, the entire website it's like um it's like a wow wiki almost it's like a big website um so there's just so much material. I, I ran into another website that was really helpful. And then there was a paywall. I hit a paywall and I was like, oh, if you want to watch more instructional videos, you got to pay for it. And I'm like, what? Dude, speaking of that, um, well, fuck, I, I'm going to jump a little bit and go to uh, DreamHack. But while we're at DreamHack, um, somebody, it's so, we, somebody we used to be slightly be affiliated with because there's a, a San Diego, um, like a, a internet cafe here. Mm-hmm. And, um, the, we loosely were going to do something with them one time and never ended up happening, but they were, ha- somebody from them was handing out cards and it was like esports training, uh, is what they were advertising. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought one way, I think it's a clever way to also bring in more money to a internet cafe, which must be so hard to keep paying the rent on. So yeah. Hard. You, know, you don't see a lot of those anymore, you know, at, at least yeah. not here in America. But yeah, and I'll shout them out. Their game sync is the mm-hmm. name of it. And um, yeah, I mean, you, you got to try to bring in revenue every day. But like, who are you to like teach me? I mean, if they have people with credentials, I guess maybe there's some people there that practice all there all day. That are good. And, well, it uh, seemed like based on the card that they were handing out, it seemed like they were they had something about mental training or mental health. So it seemed like they were more of a life coach or this is how to like, I don't know, balance, balance yourself with games where maybe not specific training for like this game. This is how you get really good, but this is how oh, I see. kind of you, if you want to be a, an esports player, this is how you can be successful. And this is like what you need to need to do. You know, it's, which is funny because it wasn't the owner kind of like very uh he was into chakras and all this stuff and he had changed himself into yeah he had changed his name into like a oh yeah i can't remember yeah. his name but he had a Agrigati, name like that aggregati that that yeah. was it yeah i don't know if he still owns the place or not but oh. chi and i years ago chi and i went there and you know we bought some time we did the whole land thing i mean it was a good land but it's just like not a lot of people do that these days they were doing yeah. good business, though. They had a lot of kids there, mostly playing league and watching a lot of crunchy roll. But, um, you know, it was it, it looked all right. Yeah. All right. Uh, and the only other thing I played, I just want to shout out Sea of Thieves. I've been doing my tall tales because I'm not good enough for the open seas. But um, I I really wish that we could figure out the audio. We we got to spend some time and do that so we can start playing more audio clips again. Um but I just wanted to say how great of a job they did on the Pirate's Tale, Tall Tale. It is supposed to be like the Disneyland ride of Pirates of the Caribbean, and they nailed it. Not just I've in, done that one. Yeah. Oh, you've done that one. Okay, yeah, so you yeah, know yeah. what I'm talking about. It's Not the just, only thing I've done in that game. <laughs> well, it's the very first Tall Tale, and it's like a great introductory. And it's got uh, Captain Jack Sparrow, you know, Johnny Depp's likeness in there and all that stuff. But not only visually, like I really feel like I'm on a ride at Disneyland. And living in San Diego, Anaheim is not that far away. I've been to Disneyland so many times uh, throughout my life. Pirates of the Caribbean, one of my favorite rides. Been on that. I, I do it every single time I go up there. I know that ride pretty well. And they nailed it, not just visually, but with the audio too. There is a specific way that when you're on the Pirates of the Car- Caribbean ride, they have these voiceovers. Um, 
uh, you know, this guy will talk to you and say like, Ooh, dead man, tail, no tails and all that stuff. Um, but it has a very specific sound and it's not a modern sound. It sounds like this, something that was recorded in the fifties or whenever that park was created. And, um, it's got kind of an old fashioned audio recording sound to it. And that is exactly what it sounds like in uh, sea of thieves in that tall tale. And I was, mm. I heard that and I was like immediately taken back to the pirates of the Caribbean ride. So I, I just thought they did a fantastic job with that. You know, it's funny, Bobby is like, um, I hadn't gone in like, I see Mila was probably like three. So at the time I hadn't gone in like 20 something years when, when since I was a kid, I think, or mm. very long time ago. Anyway. So we went and, uh, my big complaint was that th- nothing was updated. The audio wasn't updated. And, but, you know, it was explained to me that, like, people come for the nostalgia of, like, yeah. this is exactly how it was when I was a kid. And I was like, this is fucking bullshit. Like, fucking update that shit. Like, make it look good. <laughs> and then, um, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I was a negative Nancy. And then I came, I went this last time, and I talked about it on the podcast. I, like, I had a really good time. And, like, it's the fa- the, it is the happiest place on earth because everything, attention to detail, everything, you know, mm-hmm. everything's all polished up. There, there's no chip paint anywhere. Like, everything is fucking, yeah. you know, dialed in. And uh, we went on uh, It's a Small World, and that had actually, like, had been updated, but, like, like it, with much respect to the originals like the puppets were still made out of felt but it was new felt you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it just had like a makeover yeah yeah it it is pretty incredible what they do over there and i feel like with that new star wars area it it, things do feel a lot more modern modern it's fucking incredible that place dude that just to walk through that place is yeah just the star wars place alone is just crazy I mean, I always loved Star Tours when I was a kid. And they updated that, man. They updated that even before they started doing all the Star Wars stuff. I remember the original Star Tours video that they showed you. Star Tours is a motion ride where you sit in a seat and then they just rock you around while the video plays. Hey, don't um, forget Michael Jackson was involved. Uh, that was Captain EO. That's oh, a- was it? Was he not in that? Yeah, dude, that was Captain EO right next to that ride. Was oh. Captain EO, and they got rid of Captain EO a long time ago. That, that's yeah. been gone for a while. Was it before uh, or after he was touching kids? You know, maybe that's why they got rid of it. I don't know. <laughs> that's why I'm saying it. <laughs> maybe. But yeah, dude, the uh, the Star Tours one, they updated it when Force Awakens came out. And they did the whole thing with um, oh. with Finn and uh, th- that movie. So, yeah, it, it changed a bit. Uh, question, Bobby. So we got a little more time. We can, we can fuck around. Um, have you gone back and watched the... You know, episode seven, eight, and nine again, and do you have a new appreciation or less appreciation for them? Um, no, I so I watched the Star Wars movies like all of them, all nine of them, like every couple of years. And um, the last time I watched it, I I don't know. I feel like it was just the seven, eight, and nine, the new trilogy. I I still have a tough time getting into those ones. It's just the nostalgia isn't there. It just doesn't happen for me. I don't know. Uh, all right. So we've been talking about the games. Well, before we get into DreamHack, maybe you should talk about some of the other games here. Are you got you got something you got to take care of there? Okay. I'll just keep talking. Let's get into DreamHack. Looks like Amelia's got to do something real quick. Um, so Amelia and I went to DreamHack. Fortunately, 
my work ended up paying for my ticket and they bought me a three day ticket. So I ended up going Friday and Saturday on Friday. I was there with a lot of my coworkers and they're kind of new to all this stuff and esports and everything. And, you know, we've been trying to do some, some of that in, um, in our school district. Um, so, you know, I was, I was being a little bit of a tour guide that day, but, uh, Saturday, um, it was me, Emilio, and my girlfriend, and we we went around and we saw everything. I'm going to bring up the pictures here if you're watching live or checking this out on YouTube. Um, let me switch over. So I'm the f- back. Sorry about that. I was hearing the whole thing. But, okay, but, yeah. Oh, no, he just cued me up and I'm nowhere <laughs> near my mic. <laughs> yeah, no problem. So the first thing that I saw when I was there on Friday, I was like, these backpacks are super cool. I've seen the hats where the hats light up and they say something or they have graphics that play. They also had glasses that do it, but I've never seen these full backpacks that do it. And one had a Mario uh, like all these Mario animations and pretty detailed animations playing. I thought that was super cool. Um, I seen, I didn't see those. Did, oh, they were, did we see that when I was with you? Yeah, they were over by the lightsabers. Oh, I didn't see it. I th- uh, somewhere around there. Yeah, we may not have passed by that, that aisle. Um, but they were constantly... So DreamHack, I've always heard about, mainly because when I was watching a lot of competitive Heroes of the Storm, they would have tournaments at DreamHack. Um, so I know it is a place that they do a lot of tournaments, but of course it's a gaming convention, so there's other stuff you can do as well. The The big tournament was Rocket League while we were there, but they also had Brawl Stars, Clash of Clans, a bunch of other stuff, and then an uh-huh. open entry, um, like fighting games and uh, uh, Marvel Snap, um, which Emilio, you participated in. <laughs> God, I'm so pissed, dude. I'm so pissed about it. Cause yeah. Like, how did that go? Cause all I'm getting are text messages. Like, <laughs> and hey, then, <laughs> hey, I'm in line. Hey, I finally figured out I'm nervous. And then I lost. <laughs> yeah. Lost in the first round. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, so how did that happen? <laughs> base? Uh, I'm going to say it was a bad matchup and it really was, uh, the, if anybody knows, uh, Marvel snap, he was throwing junk at me which means feeling filling up my lanes with useless stuff so i can't put down my stuff and coincidentally i was playing a game that fills up my own lanes with uh kind of like robots like cards that make cards so Mm -hmm. i need to like i need a lot of space to work so it was like the perfect counter to my deck so he was a really nice guy too so at least he wasn't a dick and he also stopped my neck in but it was (laughs) i think of the three games i think were out or of the four games, I won one, maybe. Well, I feel like in any card game, I've played a few of them, maybe not as many as you, but in any card game, there's always a rock, paper, scissor element to it. Like, unfortunately, you can just get countered because they decided to use this deck and you decided to use that deck. As it, in some way, it should be, you know? And there should be. And, and then that's when you get into the meta of, like, maybe make my deck half scissor and half rock. And, you know, I could do better against the other two, uh, other four or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah that's something that's, that's that works or is difficult to be countered at the very least. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the only complaint I have is it feels like some things may not have been too well organized. We had trouble finding out like where to go to do things. And also the first day we had to wait in line for about 45 minutes to an hour just to get our wristband to get in through the door. And I've been to BlizzCon, which is way bigger than this. And they had no problem getting people into the door. Like it was super quick. So I, I don't know. This is the first time they did it in San Diego. So maybe it was a learning experience. Um, but when we went, 
went upstairs, um, that was the magic area. The entire top area was dedicated to people playing magic, buying and selling cards. Um, also artists were there signing autographs, selling their work, which is really cool. I mean, I don't play a lot of magic, but I can appreciate the artwork and you always see them on these little tiny, uh, cards and they look so much better when they're blown up on a big poster. It's really impressive. Yeah. And you know, it's funny. It's like, it's originally done big and then they shrink it down and who knows what they have to do to make it like look legible in that yeah sm- you know not everything's going to translate but i think you know they use the same artists years after years after years so mm-hmm. you know there's these people that are professional magic gathering card artists and um some of them are very sought after more than others and you know, there was a couple there signing cards, signing the cards, and that was really cool. Out of everything, I think that was the most um, is the most well organized. The thing it was, is, it was like, the smelliest as well. We got up smelliest. there, and immediately it was just like, "Whoa, dude!" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, magic players are uh, you know, magic players they uh, they do not bathe. <laughs> They do not Um, have time for showers. And and this is this is in sunny San Diego with the windows open and breeze whipping through that place. Um, Not enough to blow cards over or anything, but like doors were open and winds coming through. And I told uh, I told Bobby and and his girlfriend that like I had gone and done a tournament magic tournament in on the the crown. Sorry, the Queen Mary. Queen Mary. Yeah. in, In L.A which is a docked ship. It's like, you know, whatever cemented into the Yeah, it's dock. like an old Titanic ship. It's yeah, this yeah. giant giant yeah. ship that they've just it, got permanently it docked. Move. It's in the water, but it Yeah, move. people get married on that. It's just like a venue now. I think exactly. you can stay there. It's like a hotel as well. And we're down in the bowels of the ship in their fucking like, you know, their ballroom or whatever and it's the same smelly people, dude, and there's no wind or no Febreze, and it was rough. <laughs> and and things have changed, dude. A little more geek and chic has you know has happened since way back then in the fucking early 2000s, late 90s or whatever. Like a lot of things have changed, and so there was there used to be like two females. For thousands of guys, two females, you know, and now it's you know, like it's you know it's still whatever twenty percent, but at least it's a lot more. Yeah, uh, and I could tell, man. We, I, I could tell once we got up there and we saw just kind of surveyed the land and saw the second floor. I was like, okay, these are the real nerds, man. This is this oh, is yeah. the OG nerds. Yeah, here. yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, but it, it was cool, man. If I think you have to buy. That's the other thing that was kind of weird about this. You had to buy special types of tickets depending on what you wanted access to. There was general access, like the cheapest one, which is what we had. But then there was, oh, you want like to actually get a seat for the Rocket League tournaments? Oh, you have to have the blue wristband. Oh, you want to buy alcohol? You have to have the VIP wristband, which was super weird. Um, and then to get into the magic area, I think you had to buy special access to that as well. So I don't know. I, I, that was kind of strange. Um, so for me, it felt like the whole place had a little bit of like identity crisis going on. They had like magic and they had streamers and then they had like artwork and then they had, um, you know, I, I, they had, you know, a tournament, an esports tournament. Then they had an AM PM. Yes. The convenience store, AM PM uh, arcade. Oh, yeah. Which was always packed, by the way. It, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. 
Ah, fuck. I really dude. wish. I think arcade games, arcade cabinets are going the way of the Dodo, dude. Like, I'm watching, the, I'm looking at these games, and they're all, they're either old or straight from Japan in Japanese. Like, there's nothing in between. There's no, like, yeah. 2020. It's a, it's a retro cabinets. thing, man. It's like, a, it, it, it's outdated. There's no need for them anymore, but people still hang on to them just for the memories. So I, I wonder how long they'll last. But it was interesting, the open play arcade area. So two things about that. One, the, the cabinets were Japanese style. And you mentioned this, that in, in America, a lot of the cabinets, if you play against someone in Street Fighter, you're standing side by side with them. But in Japan... Um, the opposite player is standing on the other side of the machine and has their own screen over there. Uh, and you could just kind of tell from the look, like the the molding of the plastic on these, like they looked more like Japanese style, a lot of these cabinets. Uh, second thing, I didn't get a picture of this, but there's this game where you have to shake this little animal and it makes it <laughs> run on the screen. And it's like a little kid game. You know, all the parents are like putting their little kids up there and they're like, okay, shake this little pig creature and make it run. And then there's one guy who's, you know, like an older guy and he's shaking it but he's like super tall and the he's thing like is six, five. yeah and, and the little pig is around his crotch and you look at him profile and it looks like he's just butt fucking this little pig dude <laughs> and i was like what the hell bobby's ne- bobby never says shit like this and he's like Emilio, Emilio, come here. he's like it looks like this guy's fucking this little pig and i was like what what are you talking about and I was like, it's, a, it's one of those things where you don't want to, you want to look without being seen, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. You're just like, don't, don't look, but look, <laughs> uh, it was so weird. Um, yeah, but I, I want to talk about rocket league too. Let me switch over to the, the video I took of the rocket league tournament. Um, I, I've seen watch, man. It was fun to watch. And I I watch MOBAs for esports. Like that's really it, man. I, I watched maybe a little bit of Overwatch, which I think has a OBS problem, an observer problem. Like it's just hard to get good camera angles on that. But Rocket League, I think it's just a great esport for so many reasons. It translates really well. People understand okay, soccer with cars, like they get it. Um, but also the two games that we watched before it got too crowded and we got kicked out for the people who paid to sit there. Um, the two games we watched, well, the two games I've watched, I watched one on Friday. Um, they went to game five. It was a best of five and it's looked like a blowout. You know, it was going to be two and oh, and the other team came back and they came back real strong. One game It was like yeah. seven to one and it ended up being a real nail biter. And it just seems like, I don't know. With with MOBAs, it, it seems like you get way more blowouts. It's like, well, obviously this team's better. They'd go three and zero, or the you know they're sandbagging a little bit because they don't want to show their full hand, like what like their real um, good combinations that they've been working on or team comps. Um, but with Rocket League, it was just like it makes for a really good esport. Like, it really does. It really does because it's digestible to the masses. Um, like you said, you can just pick it up. And um, the grammar work, it, it just it doesn't really matter yeah. uh, the, what angle you're looking from because it's always on the ball. But it's either through this player's purview or that player, but everybody's looking at the ball. Yeah. That's all that really matters. Well, so, and it was the obs were really interesting in this, I noticed, because they – when, during the kickoff or whatever they call it, um, they would take a, a, a high camera angle so you could see all the cars and it wasn't tracking a single car. But for the rest of the game, 95% of the time, they were always on a car 
And I think they do that for a few reasons. Number one, it looks cooler. Uh, And number two, when you're playing these games, that's the same type of view you would have when you play it. And that's what makes esports so great is like, these are games that you go home and play yourself. You know, it's when you watch a baseball game or a football game, like you don't really go home and play that, you know, Uh, like maybe when you're a kid in like little league or something, but uh, not, not now, like these what gets people into these more? I feel like esports. I get more into when I watch sports. Like I, my heart gets racing when I'm watching these games because I'm like, I feel like I could do that. You know, there's a sense of um, no, you couldn't. Uh, yeah, not as well. But I mean, I could try. Yeah, 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 right, I could right, try. Right, right. But you know, Dude, it's, it's so like impressive. vicarious. You know what I'm saying? I was explaining. You know, I was mansplaining to your girlfriend how fucking rocket league worked. Not much. Just like you know, fucking. <laughs> four sentences but then i uh, i was telling her because i was trying to explain boost you can't just fly all the time and go wherever you want but Mm -hmm. what i forgot to mention is like you also have no directional very little directional control once you're airborne like once you pick a trajectory you that you have picked that and there's ball control by twisting your car and there's like yes you can turn a little bit if you turn your car and boost a different direction but for the most part you you chose what three percent of the arena you're going to be in and these guys read things yeah five seconds in advance six seconds it's just like it seems so chaotic to us but these guys know what's going on it was really impressive i mean i'm terrible at that game so i i don't even know how they juggle the ball like that or how they keep it from touching the ground there there were periods of time during a game where the ball wouldn't touch the ground for like 20 seconds because they were just knocking it around so much, but yeah, it was, it was great. Um, I, the finals would have been intense, but I think those are today, Sunday. I, uh, did want to say like, uh, maybe 20% of the showroom floor was dedicated to fighting games, which is, you know, cool for me. You know, um, that's my, that's my, um, kind of my jam or used to be my jam, but anyway, um, Holy shit, I'm so glad that I didn't join the Street Fighter tournament because everybody brought their own fight stick, you know? A lot of fight sticks. No, that's the only way you can play, dude, Uh, because I saw, like, empty machines, and there's no controllers. So you have to bring at least a controller for yourself or whatever, and then you plug into the PlayStation 4 or 5 that's there, and then you can start playing stuff. Yeah. So I thought it was, you know, I I was not, I would not have been ready. I would have showed up and they're like, where's your fight stick? I'm so glad I did it. Yeah. Well, not a lot of people were playing Street Fighter 5, too, which was odd. It was very small. I think everybody knows that Street Fighter 6 is going to be a juggernaut, and it was... You know, it was terrible when it came out, and it ended up being pretty good towards the end. But, you know, all these other games, like, right now, whoever you are, just go and look at um, Guilty Gear Strive. Go look mm. at some high-res play of that. Bobby, does it not look like an anime game or a movie? Yeah, it looks great. But I feel like there's other games. You know, Dragon Ball Z looked like anime. Yeah. It, it like looked, playable anime. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it looked like Dragon Ball style, like TV animation, and which is great because that's the way that that game looked. But um, I, I just feel like Strive is just like, you know, current day high level anime. But anyway, yeah. and it's also a pretty fun game. Like I said, it was really game, popular there. That and uh, of course, Smash Bros was big and and Brawlhalla. Brawlhalla was really big it had the biggest prize pool and a lot of people were playing it like it was yeah. maybe because of the prize pool. But I 
I feel like that was one of the big ones. Makes me feel like I want to go back and try that game. I think the thing that I don't like about Brawlhalla is you pick your character. I, I think this is the right game because I uh, there's been a couple times where I go and play all of these King of the Hill games and I conflate them a little bit, but um, I believe it's one of these games where you pick your weapon and that's your moveset. Your weapon is your moveset. Now your character is your moveset. Mm, okay. So you can get, you know, a certain character. And so you get, you end up having a lot of people, a lot of characters having this. You can end up with four different characters having the same moveset in one match. I might be way off, but that's what turned me off when I when I picked up Brahal again. Okay. But I, I, you know, it's free to play, and if it's not, I paid for it already, so I should go check it out. Again. Yeah. All right. Well, the last thing I want to say about DreamHack was uh, they had one of these. They had traditional photo booths there, but they also had this new photo booth that's popping up everywhere. They had it at the Oscars. They had it at the Game Awards. Um, it's this photo booth where you stand on a platform and then this arm swings around with a camera and gets this circular shot of you. So they had it set up really well where you put your own phone in there, which is perfect because you don't need to worry about sending them the pictures. So Emilio, you had a better phone than me. So we used yours, but I've got the video here. I'll play it for everybody who's watching on YouTube and Twitch. But this is the uh, circular hero shot of me and Emilio. We're doing the back-to-back arms crossed, buddy. It goes around twice. It's a pretty it's a pretty cool shot. I mean, it makes you look pretty cool, even though you're not. There's like two old guys here. It's like a bunch of kids in line, you know, like doing this. And then we get up there. We don't have any costumes or anything. <laughs> but uh, Everybody else had a prop and we were just, it was just. Yeah, everyone had a prop. And like these girls in front of us were like, OK, we're going to drink this beer when it spins around like that. I'm like, oh, they actually thought about this and planned it out. And we're just like shrugging like, I don't know what do we do with our arms. Bobby, should we kiss? <laughs> this is my chance. Bobby, you should make out, right? And now uh, he was. I so. uh, didn't fall for it. Uh, all right. But yeah, it was a good time, man. Hopefully DreamHack comes back. Um, it was. Um, it wasn't ex- like had I paid like a hundred twenty bucks, I'd be I would have been pissed. Well, know? yeah, yeah, but the tickets were like what thirty, forty bucks yeah, or something. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't bad. And I'd, for me, and where I'm like, I'm not part of the Twitch generation. You know, I don't, I didn't know who a single one of those streamers that were streaming was. And yeah, the only person that I knew who it was was Justin Wong, and the only thing that he had done was a uh, try to beat the pro kind of thing. Yeah, you know, on the one of the stages um you know the production value was good um the organization was poor i felt like and uh, it could have been better yeah yeah I, I, compared to the other cons i've been to QuakeCon, blizzcon comic con it, it wasn't as good as that but like i said is their first time in san diego maybe it was a learning experience for them it could be i mean you can't bring your employees with you for the most part like you have to like hire people like you hire carnies dude for these things oh yeah but still there's people that are deciding like this is how we're going to set it up this is how we're going to display the information on the website and all that but yeah all right well you played some other games this week let's talk about that what'd you get into a lot dude i'm uh, and i'm not a professional uh uh commentator or anything like uh, i don't want you to take any of this seriously because all of these games i played probably no oh, nobody takes us seriously we don't need to worry about under that two hours on these uh so uh dko is a game that i invented and then somebody copied later on that's divine knockout that is taking the smite characters and put them in a, a king of the hill type 
um, Smash Brothers game. And uh, I had I have proof because I sent Bobby a text message about how easily this would be translated. And voila, 10 years later, uh, they did it. Um, but we've talked about this. Um, I went back again because it's not in early access anymore. And um, I was like, oh, you know, let me see if it's any better um, on Steam. It's oh, and the other the other weird thing they did was uh, they, they do it in third person and that's what they also did with uh, Smite itself Smite, no no other mobile MOBAs right now are in third person and um, uh, Smite was and I always appreciated it hugely I thought it was so good I thought it was more realistic I thought you could sneak up behind people and stuff like that um, and on this um, it's kind of like that uh it's a Smash Brothers that's in third person, and yeah, the reviews are like seventy five percent, and I feel like that's where I'm at. Like it has everything it should have. It plays okay. There's it feels right. The levels are actually I like the levels. Probably my favorite thing of the game is are the levels because there's traps and things going on like platforms are shifting and you you have to not just be part of the combat you have to also be very cognizant of your footing and what you're doing uh where you're standing and where you're headed uh because all kinds of shit is trying to kill you besides your opponents which is cool i like that uh you need kind of need that in a game that's paced like this one is uh because just the combat itself is not enough to carry it you have quick attack and you have heavy attack um, very much like um, Smash Brothers, and um, I, it's just missing something. And I wish I was better at development or programming, and could be able to tell these guys, "Hey, the thing you're missing is this one thing." I can't say what that thing is. I, they can't say what that thing is because I'm sure they would like to be at ninety nine percent on Steam, but they're not. There's something. There's something missing. And I don't know what it is. I I did. I enjoyed seeing my those characters that I love so much in a different form. You know, they're kind of like chibi. They have huge heads. Um, Hercules kind of tr- wasn't re- done very well. Uh, go ahead, Bobby. Well, when I had played it, what stood out to me, the reason I didn't continue to play it is it just felt so arcadey i don't know it, it felt like so many games that i pick up and i was like this is fun for half an hour but i can't imagine playing it any longer i i think a little bit of that is because everybody that was playing it during the open beta when i played it was new and they didn't know what they were doing so it was just kind of you know it was kind of a mess when everybody was trying to uh, take each other out. We didn't really combo off of each other's abilities and do any sort of like high level strategy or, or anything that would make the game really fun. So part of that might have been part of might have been due to that, but I don't know. It just feels a little too arcadey, and I think that's its big problem. And dude, uh, like I was dist- like I was owning people so like ridiculous. Who were like, you playing? Uh, um, I really like King Arthur, which is kind of like the... Well, that's like the starter character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I really like him. And, um, you know, like 13 and 2, 13 and 3, stuff like that. Uh, 18 and 5, stuff like that. And I'm like, hey, I'm pretty fucking good at this, you know? So I went and played the ranked, which is like 
two on two or one on one, I believe. And yeah, at that point, you could see, oh, there is there is an extreme level of uh, of competency. You could have this at this game. There there is mastery available. It's not just yeah. Like, and that's like, always the case. That, yeah. That's the case with so many games that I play. I'm always too scared to play ranked because of the ladder anxiety. But those are the best games. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they got so, this game is free, right? Yeah, it's free to play. But they've got a starter pack for 10 bucks. You get the full game, all maps and modes, four gods, and 1,200 runes. Yeah. The gods were very similar. Like, obviously, they look different. Oh, it's a smite, right? Yeah. Yeah, the abilities. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm saying they're very similar to each other. Um, Oh. You you, you have your travel ability. Yeah, you got your dash. Like, everyone's got a dash ability. and Yeah, and... Uh, yes, uh, in Smash Brothers, you also have a travel ability, uh, this ability, and that ability. But in this one, they seem so similar that I don't know. I, I got I kind of got turned on of it. Um, so I invented a game, and it was terrible. Maybe I should <laughs> stay away from it. All right. Well, what about so, Filthy uh, Animal Heist? We talked about that last week. It was on the radar for me. Yeah. So. I, again, like I played the tutorial, and then I co-op the uh, first level. <gasps> Excuse me, uh, it was the demo. So we played the demo. Uh, they only give you one level, and it's like a grocery store where you go and uh, you pick up a knapsack and you uh, just kind of pick up cash that's laying around cash registers. This is a heist game, and it's a fumble core. I guess in the way that like Gang Beast is, but in Gang Beast, it's like fun. It's kind of like a, um, a three-legged race, you know, where, where you're kind of like you're with somebody else and you're trying to run to the finish line and you both know how to run, but you don't know how to run with each of your legs in a sack. It's just supposed to be difficult, but also fun. And then this game for me it, and for John, uh, I was playing with, it felt um, just like a hassle, just like uh, difficult, not difficult, but like it's frustrating. Oddly, yeah, frustrating and like a oddly placed, just like, yes, it's fumble core, uh, but fumble core should come with a certain amount of uh, accessibility. I don't know. I didn't have these issues with the other fumble game core, uh, fumble core games that I've played. Uh, this one just be like, it felt like a chore, and it shouldn't feel like a chore. I feel like, like even recently, I played Heavenly Bodies, and I uh, I was crying, laughing just because of the hilarity that comes out of trying to reach for things and not being able to do it, and just like struggling to do it. And in this one, uh, I just didn't get it, and I also didn't get why you just don't beat everybody up and take their money. Uh, they didn't. I, I know it was the first level, and maybe it was like super easy mode, but. Why don't I just beat everybody up and take their money and take the maximum maximum score? Mm-hmm. There didn't seem to be any anything long. There's no long lasting negative effects. Like you can't get killed, you can't get arrested. Maybe in the other levels, but in the demo, they only give you one level. It was a bad demo. I'll, I'll say that. It mm-hmm. out and out, it's a bad demo because I didn't see enough of the game in order to want to buy it, and I didn't see enough to 
justify the things that I didn't like about it. I, I will say that, like, maybe if I play the second level of this game, maybe I start to understand why I can't just take all everybody's money. You know? Yeah, but, maybe. Yeah, that's how I felt about This Means Warp. I, I felt like the demo was not very good and did not make me want to play the full game. But I had a feeling that the demo wasn't doing it justice. Like, maybe yeah. there was more to it. So, just on that, I'll explain. I mean, I can't go too far into it, but uh, this being Warp is also on my highlights. And um, Days bought this on Christmas for me, I believe. And um, it was on my wish list, and so I own it. But uh, there, I, there is online multiplayer, but um, I... Uh, sorry, I'm being distracted. <laughs> um, uh, what was I saying? Oh, um, so... I didn't want him to have buy a copy, so we just played on remote play. And by the way, we also did Filthy, Filthy Animals on remote play, and it worked great on both of them. Like anything that's top down and isn't like Hades, where like split second connection is crucial. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, we had zero. I, I well, I was hosting, right? But he did. He never said that there was a problem with either one of these games. Um, no complaints. So, um, and uh, again. Thank you, Lord Gaben, for the family share. Um, a remote play, sorry. Um, and the family share, too. Thanks yeah, for that. Share, both <laughs> of them. Yeah, thank you for both. I will suck both of you dicks. Um, so, uh, this being warped uh, is kind of like a FTL and um, uh, overcooked together. Yeah, a little bit like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was the big draw. It was like a multiplayer FTL, but a little bit of Overcooked where everybody's got to run around and do things. When I played it, people fell into roles like, okay, you're the pilot, you're the gunner, um, you'll you'll handle the shields or the oxygen. Um, But yeah, it's on paper, that's a fantastic idea. Absolutely. But Uh, first of all, I didn't didn't love the feel of the game. the the way the characters walked seemed sluggish. Yeah, the I, game yeah, feel yeah. was a little off. I, yeah. Did you play with and, the controller or keyboard? I did, yeah. Okay. And, and you could dash as well. And um, even with that, it just felt a little off. I don't know if they sometimes games slow games down overall so that the netcode all works out uh, because it is an online multiplayer game. Uh, I don't know if that was the case here, but it did seem sluggish. Not that the processing or my rig couldn't handle it or anything, but just like built into the the game is this speed and the speed that it was at seemed a little bit off. Um, and then on top of that, I, I liked everything else. I think um, there, you know, you run into another spaceship and you, I, I was the gunner and you know, I don't know. I don't know enough about the game to target what I'm supposed to target. So I'm gonna just gonna target their guns, take their guns out before you know, stomp on theirs before they can stop on mine. And that seemed to be working pretty well. And John was walking around and fixing the holes in our uh, hall and stuff, and it was fun. Uh, I think ultimately we we both thought it was fun, but wished that we could play with more players. I think this probably it sits really nicely at four players we were thinking so it was just you and john playing it was just me and john playing. okay yeah, it, it, yeah it's more fun with more players and, and I th- we, we we did get an npc that we could program actually really well there was like 
uh, I don't know, this ta- this task list of like 18 things that this NPC will do for us. And you can like turn off everything you don't want him to be able to do. So we were just like, just load guns, dude. Load guns and like make sure that the reactor doesn't blow up. Two things. That was it. So we turned off a bunch of things. And, you know, he was loading the guns uh, as much as he could. And that that was really helpful. So, I, I mean, it's nice, but it's not another person you can yell out and fucking blame for yeah. losing, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, and I also, now that I'm looking at this game again on the Steam page, I'm remembering, I, I did kind of like it, and I, I really felt like there needed to be more. In the demo, there just wasn't a whole lot of content, but I think it would have been better had I been able to progress more with this. You can put, like... If you have a good game, you can put 20% of your game in the demo, 25% of your game in the demo. You want to give them enough to want more, you know? Don't give them so little that they don't know what they're buying. Hmm. Yeah. Listen up, developers. De- like, demos are tricky, <laughs> man. Demos are <laughs> tricky. It's true. It really it's is. even hard for me to articulate what I want out of a demo, you know? <laughs> like, I don't even know what to tell tell them. All right. Bobby, I got to do a pee, but I'm going to listen while you talk about Sea of Thieves. Or did you already? I already did. Oh, shit, yeah. I already did. God damn it. All I right. think we're at the... Gonna... Oh, you got some other games to talk about. I do. I do. Well, just really quickly, just Elden Ring. Right? Okay. That's the only one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, just, um, I played Elden Ring single player. Um, the only place, the only other way that I had played was multiplayer with John, and I was like, you know, this game's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, game of the year by almost everybody, like all this stuff. Um, you know, this this world opens up to you, and you're like there's zero it's almost negative hand holding you know almost to the point where like the things that are told to you are so strange and cryptic that you're like I don't even know what that means you know just like mm-hmm. every, everything's just nothing straightforward yeah zero. I mean that's the so brand of this game and I was like okay like I know about that so let me just play this oh, and guys every I know everybody in the world's played this and this is um, just imagine like a five-year-old's talking about Elden Ring because that's basically what I am. So I'm I'm going in and I pick the barbarian class, which I did not play the first time. First time I played like more of a roguish character. And um, this time it's like a two-handed axe and no armor. And um, what what's interesting about this game is like I can beat the whole game, Bobby, with that character. A very skilled player can just beat the entire game with that costume. Like I'm doing massive damage, dude. I'm because I'm giving up a lot, right? I'm giving up armor. I'm giving up um, mostly armor um, because it, yeah, I have a lot of speed and I have endurance because I'm this barbarian character. I have mm-hmm. a lot of hit points and stuff, and um, and I have this two hundred axe, which is very slow and and all this, but um, massive damage i'm killing i'm killing like fully fully killing knights in in one hit and so yeah i have a very very, from from inception you're you are what you are whatever character you are and the more you play it you get these souls and you trade the souls to level up but you know i am i do not feel weak at all even though you're finding these things that are just you can go anywhere you want you can go left, right, back, center. It doesn't matter. Like, there are things mm-hmm. in every direction. So I'm walking around, and I see a beach 
behind the spawn point that you first come out at far, far, far away. And I see crabs on it. And I'm like, that looks pretty cool. I mean, just go try to get down there. So, you know, I spend like 30 minutes trying to get down there. And I finally find the way. I die a couple times and I find the way to get down there. And uh, I killed a crab that I had seen. This is like this giant crab. And uh, just like I went on an adventure, but the adventure was my own mm-hmm. of my own you know, yeah. creation. It was because I felt that I was compelled personally to go see what's down there. Of course, there was this other thing that was impossible to Carol and I'm like I'll, I'll see you later brother like, let me go get some <laughs> to be but, continued yeah to be continued <laughs> but it is there's no hand holding but also there is no mm, there's no uh, there's nothing constraining you there's no constraints no yeah. hand holding but and I think that's no what people like about the game it's yeah. a game of discovery on top of everything else that it is yeah and so there's these little soapstones, obviously, from even from Dark Souls. Again, I'm a five-year-old here. Um, the, the little markings on the ground, like, hey, don't go this way. There's nothing that way. That's written by another player, and then it's voted on by other players. So you're like, you don't waste your time going around some corners that you shouldn't go down. Or like certain things say certain death, or some say uh, very cool item ahead, you know? And it's like... It's collaborative. It's like quasi collaborative. Um, yeah, I, you know, I'm starting to, I'm starting to get it a little bit. Yeah, I'm starting Uh-oh. to get it. Yeah, that's a dangerous road, dude. It is. It is. <laughs> All right. Well, I think it's time for listener questions here. Or did no, you want to run? Yeah, you go pee. I'm going to do a quick little uh, plug here, and then we'll get into listener questions. All right. So while I'm and he mutes his mic before he walks away. Perfect. <laughs> oh, wait. Are you, there you go. You, you unmuted it. <laughs> you're good. <laughs> uh, all right. So if you're not part of our discard, uh, discord guys, definitely check that out guys and girls. Um, you can go to dealgaming.net. That is our website. And from there you can see all our links, including the discord. That's where it's happening. Um, the discord, is probably better than the podcast at this point. Uh, that's where everybody's hanging out, looking for people to play games with. Uh, we've got a ton of channels where you can talk about whatever you want, magic, Harry Potter, whatever you're into. Um, just recently, somebody was looking for someone to play this game called Barony with, and I had never even heard of that game. I looked at the Steam page. I noticed that I had bought it on... Epic Games, because it was a free game that Epic Games was uh, given away. And after checking it out, it looks like a pretty good game. So hopefully we can make that happen. I'd love to play some multiplayer on that. But yeah, all that's happening on the Discord. And there's plenty of other stuff on our website, too. If you want to buy merch, we got t-shirts. We've got links to all of our content. You can search for all our old episodes. Even our super old, really bad episodes are on there if you want to here's some classic dlg dlgaming.net dude some people at work figured out that um i didn't figure it out i told one of them that i had a podcast and now everybody in the office knows and then certain people started listening to it and then now there's one person that said they started from the beginning and are listening to all i'm like don't do that oh dude no ouch don't do that (laughs) it's terrible oh those are he must have a lot of time on his hands yeah yeah of course it's the person with a two-hour commute every day oh yeah 
All right, we got a few listener questions here. Let's get to them. First one, White But Still Hip asks, I've been super busy these last few weeks, and I'm just now catching up on the March episodes. Why in God's name did you not title the March 14th episode Heal Facial? That shit was gold. I keep telling everybody that I'm funny and nobody fucking cares. (laughs) Okay. Well, I got to take responsibility here because I am the one who names the episodes and they're not all going to be winners, guys, first of all. So uh, I'm sorry if some of them are kind of duds. I have to try to remember what the funniest part of the episode was um, and then try to come up with something clever out of that. But uh, also when I name the episodes, I try to keep it a little PG, maybe PG 13. You know, I don't try to get too gross or off putting with it because, um, you know, that's the first thing people see, right? So, and especially you were talking about how you, you told people at work, you know, I work with educators and, you know, like a, not construction workers. So I'm like, oh yeah, I got a podcast. Check it out. Episodes called Heal Facial. You know, that's, <laughs> it's a little harder to sell, you know? <laughs> Dude, early I was talking to these people and I was like, uh, yeah, I, early on, especially I was saying some crazy like this is curtailed Emilio by far yeah, like, <laughs> dude, we pretty wild yeah. early on dude I was talking mad shit about everything <laughs> so yeah it's not uh yep all right eat less beef says can we please get Christian a keyboard for his wife something silent <laughs> that thing was ridiculous dude that was a loud keyboard and I've never noticed it before I don't know why last episode we finally noticed that clickety clack keyboard back there although a little bit of, uh, she gets some respect for playing Hades on mouse and keyboard, huh? Like, yeah, I mean, I don't do that. No, I, I don't. Eat, well, I, I, no, I do actually. I play everything on mouse and keyboard and everybody hates me for it. So I'm glad to see somebody else is in that camp. Yeah. But yeah, man, maybe we can get some, uh, what cherry MX. Um, what are the silent ones? The brown ones, the brown and the red are silent. That's what I have. I have Cherry MX Red, and I've got these rubber gaskets on it that keep it quiet. Um, and it's it's pretty quiet. Like I don't think you can really hear it, especially with my new mic setup. Like you can't hear that, right? Maybe when I slap the space bar. I heard you earlier when you were typing before yeah. the show started. Also, sometimes I just get really into it, man. Like I'm just <laughs> typing up a storm. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe she was just way into it. Yeah, maybe Hades. Like you really got to smack the keys. All right. Time Killer B asks, have any of you played Forza Horizon 5 for PC High? Spoiler alert, it's a trip. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've played it. No, it was not high when I played it. Um, I I like that game. I didn't like it as much as 4, funny enough. Um, But yeah, (laughs) I can imagine it would be a trip. It's so weird. The whole thing is... Yeah, it's, it's, it's an event of the Horizon, uh, Forza Horizon event is like, it's like the Olympics in its own world. I wish there was something like that in the real world where like this thing would just set up all its tents and then all these exotic cars would drive all over the place and you know it'd be like the olympics it'd be fucking awesome but no it's not real unfortunately so the whole thing is kind of like a whole trip but yeah i don't know man i don't know if it's like forza horizon but i was in la one time and i was um 
I was going to a restaurant and they had like all this stuff barricaded and these like rubber tires all set up. And I was like, what's going on here? And they're like, oh, it's the, um, did they say Daytona 500 or I don't know if it was that, but it was like some race happening. And it was, they just like cleared out the street for it. So yeah, I don't know. It wouldn't have been Daytona. Daytona's in Daytona, but. uh, Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that didn't sound right. I'm not. (laughs) But yeah, they do that. Uh, They did have. I believe F1 was in downtown LA uh, one time. The Formula uh, One cars? Those are yeah. like, aren't those really fast and hard to control? That seems hard to navigate no, city streets. No. Uh, if you, like, their most famous race is Monaco, and um, mm. it, it's like super tight corners. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. They, they they handle very quick, but they're all, they're like the, the best cars in the road. Yeah. In the world for racing. Yeah. Well, you know, video any video game high, I feel like, is going to be a trip, though. So I don't know if that's specific to Forza Horizon, but maybe. I haven't played that game. Bobby, a recommendation for you and your girlfriend to be watching. Uh, F1 Drive to Survive. Oh, is that the it's Netflix like, show? Yeah, it's the Netflix show about F1, and I've been talking about it for years. And uh, girls like it because there's so much drama, because there's only 20 jobs in the world, and there's so many. Each There's only 10 teams. And each team only has two drivers, and they're all trying to get each other's spots. And mm. that it's, it's like constant backstabbing and cheating and all kinds of stuff. And then there's also the competitive aspect, and there's also the awesome motors, and you get to learn. I didn't know anything about it. And now, like, I consider myself an F1 fan hmm. going oh, into wow. the sixth season now. Yeah. <laughs> all right. False Josiah says... You just got sucked in the game in your Steam library with the least actual playtime. What fresh hell do you now live in, and how do you deal with it? I mean, I must have a hundred games. No, Bobby has like five hundred games he's never played. Oh, I got a lot of garbage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, what would be the worst game that I I never play? I'm trying to think. Like, okay, so, so let's get at the concept that he's trying to put forth here. Um, a, profile. a game that you don't have many hours with. So this is a game that you tried to play, did not like, and immediately you, what you need to do is unhide your games. I feel like the games that you really <laughs> hated, was it you or somebody else that would like be, get really mad at a game and then just like hide it in their Steam library? <laughs> I don't hide. I, I, if I hide anything, it's usually on accident. Um, I'm looking at like, oh no. Uh, looking at the most played by time and then going to the first one that had zero that's what i'm going by well you probably got a lot of games with zero you got to yeah. see the ones that you actually played but just have very little time and it wouldn't work for me because i i use that uh idol master program that pretends like steam is playing games so i get card drops um so none oh, of the information yeah, is accurate on my steam page but <laughs> it's crazy i'll, I'll tell you like Oh, how ahead. much you cared about all that stuff and how little you care about it now. Yeah, it was a phase. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's funny. It's a lesson learned, though. Just don't invest too much in things because you're just going to be over it. But I, I will say one game that I have played. I was thinking about this the other day. I, we were at DreamHack. So many people are playing Fortnite. It's a big deal, right? I, I remember trying to play that game and it dawned on me that in my life, I've probably played half an hour to 45 minutes of Fortnite. Like that's it. Probably one of the biggest games in the world. And I couldn't get past an hour with it. Um, 
Although if I were forced to play that, I don't, I, I would find a way to enjoy it. You know, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. There are some games I play that I actively don't like, and I'm like, this is terrible and unenjoyable, but uh, Fortnite, I could probably make it work. Okay. So I have three minutes in a game called Wild Glory. It is, it seems to be a uh, gladiatorial combat party game. It doesn't look bad, actually. Um, it's got 38 reviews with 92%. And it's a knockout game, I think. I think this is another, like, Smash Brothers game. Oh, the graphics don't look great. Well, calm down, dude. <laughs> you know, let's, just, let's, give it, let's give it its just due here. Uh, poor game is at the bottom of my list. Um, it's got 38 reviews and 92%. Well, okay. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's three bucks. Ironically, it also had 37 developers, so that might have another thing to do with it. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't look terrible. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, Bobby thinks it looks terrible. <laughs> it doesn't look great. Features quick matches where the gladiator who claims the most of the Coliseum crowd becomes a claimed champion. Ooh, you're going for for fame. Lion attack, sharpshooter, explosive soccer. It looks like it's a bunch of mini games inside this. Yeah, it's like a party game. I think. Yeah, okay. Ed, come on bobby come on it would be terrible but it is it's a party game so this is meant to be played like by a bunch of drunk people hanging out at a house right this or sing, you, you can't do this kids. single player so no. th- that would be a hell getting being stuck in a game where uh, like a party game with single player <laughs> yourself yeah oh. yeah oh that is hellish all right last question white but still hip he says does anyone on the podcast not like a cornerstone nerd franchise like star wars or lord of the rings if so why oh interesting yeah that's an interesting question i mean probably my biggest crime against nerddom is that i'm not really into anime at times it might border on genuine genuine dislike of anime but um that's a tough pill for people to swallow, I feel like. Bobby, have you watched like the, the top five of all time or top three or whatever? Oh, yeah. I, I watch a lot of the stuff that people recommend. I just can't get into it, especially the episodic yeah. stuff. When it's a movie, like maybe. Um, so there were... They make some anime that is not feature length and it's not episodic, but it's like 45 minutes to an hour long. It's like this really weird length that you don't really see a lot of media like that. Um, but there's some really good stuff there, like like mature stuff. And there's some stuff that I like, like Perfect Blue, I thought was really great. Um, and some of the old stuff. I, I enjoyed, you know, back in the day, I, I kind of had a different relation with an, anime. It, it seemed like this very foreign thing. It was just like, I'd never seen anything like, like it, like Akira or Ninja Scroll. But, um, I don't know. Now it's just, I feel like we're inundated with, uh, so much anime. As far as franchises though, I mean, I think I've, I've enjoyed, Everyone to the uh, to a certain extent, like I've read a lot of, I've listened to a lot of um, Warhammer 40k books, uh, enough mm-hmm. to the point where you know, like ten of them. That's a that's a lot of time that I've invested in that. Yeah, um, there's. I mean, that's a pretty um, deep well, though. So it like, is. there's four hundred books or something crazy. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that it's. It just means that they just hand out their their license to anyone. Yeah, which is, 
in its own way, I mean, maybe that's how you get good content by like everybody trying and you stick to the just good see one. what sticks yeah just throw you, it can't, on. <laughs> you can't just let everybody have your cannon and control of your cannon but anyway um yeah i don't know i think i like most of them yeah um, i'm not as crazy about the into... marvel stuff but uh, you like marvel i like marvel uh battlescar galactica uh, galactica i never got into that one hmm but that's just because I never put the time in, I guess. Yeah, well, there was a show that came out maybe about 15 years ago with Edward James Olmos, and I feel like that really... Because the old Battlestar Galactica is, like, just too yeah. old to it's enjoy. It's like old Doctor yeah. Who. No, it's the new one, like that new generation. That's what got everybody. And that was, like, at the beginning of this wave of um, episodic storytelling that was, like, HBO, because everybody was used to like, you know, sitcoms and all this stuff uh, for the longest time. And, you know, the story not moving really forward uh, at all, unless you were watching something on HBO. And then eventually, like with Netflix and all the streaming services, that became pretty common. And that's why we have such like TV is so much better than it used to be. And Battlestar Galactica was one of those first shows, I feel like, Mm -hmm. that started doing that. And that really went like mainstream, like everybody had that DVD box set. They love that thing, and I never, mm-hmm. I never watched it. Did you watch it, Bobby? A little bit. My girlfriend is really into it, and yeah. I tried, to, I tried to get into it, but you know, I can't remember if it was before or after Lost, but Lost was like a big factor in all this too. Like that really moved the needle on this. But with Battlestar Galactica, you start off with a two-hour episode. That's the introductory one, and then you have like the um, the normal episodes after that. So it was basically like watching a movie. And then, I don't know, I got a little bit into it. And then I kind of felt like it was one of those things where people kept telling me, no, you got to keep watching, then it gets good. And I'm just like, I've already put four hours into this. I don't, and I'm, I'm still not enjoying it. Like, I don't know if I want to continue down the path, but yeah, maybe I'd enjoy it now because I never liked Star Trek as a kid. And then maybe in my twenties, I started watching next gen and I was like, oh man, this is incredible. It seemed so boring when I was a kid. Maybe because Star Wars was so fast paced, and I was like, "Well, this is obviously better." (laughs) You know, you watch Star Trek, and they're just sitting in this big room, and they engage and prepare to fire torpedoes. Fire torpedoes, and it's like Star Wars is just like, you know. I would say that like fucking the next generation formed me as a person. It might have like that was that was everything to me. My my personality might have been formed around the next generation. I used to run home. That I was, yeah, I was addicted. I mean, Dude, there's some good apps too. If you, even if you start from the beginning, like it starts off really good. Like some of those first season episodes are really good, and there is so many episodes. There, there's so much content when it comes to that. They're they're like you know forty something minute runtime. You know, an hour with commercials, so it ends up being like forty three minutes or so, and it's. 24, 24 episodes a season and there's like what six seasons seven seasons or something I don't know there's just so much content I've watched like start to finish the first three seasons maybe but I haven't made it much further than that here we go uh, so I'm looking up like the top IPs in the world you know so Pokemon's number one I completely never got into it just yeah flew right I think we're a little too old for a Pokemon uh, funny enough, uh, Hot Hello Kitties right after that one. Hmm. Uh, Winnie the Pooh, Mickey, uh, Mickey Mouse, then Star Wars. Crazy, huh? Maybe maybe it's like a global thing, not yeah. just America. 
<laughs> and then, um, yeah, Disney Princesses, Mario, yeah. But Harry Potter, I, you know, I listened to all the books. I read some of them. Uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, love it. Uh, I hated Dragon Ball. I never, didn't hate it, but could not get into it. Tried and tried and tried and couldn't mm-hmm. get into it. Yeah, so there you go. We don't like animation, but I love animation. <laughs> All right. Well, that's an episode. What are you playing next week? Um, uh, why do you put me on the spot here, Bobby? Um, well, I started I off. I was in really good time with Alden Ring, actually. Oh, going to continue yeah. down that path? All right. Yeah. I am, dude, I think I want to check out that Barney game. Um, somebody in Discord, I can't remember who, I think it was Lasagna McGillicuddy was talking about playing mm-hmm. that, but... Um, that, that looks pretty interesting, but you know, I'll see what else is out there. I'm not going to commit to anything. We'll see what happens. All right, man. All right. And speaking for Bobby and myself, like zero titties, everyone. Congratulations. Bye. Bye.